0: Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast My name is Jerry Jimenez, the Communications Director for the Locals In case you forgot, it's been a while since we've been we've been here and been able to talk to y'all Of course, I couldn't do this without uh, my partners in crime What's going on over there, fellas? Oh, you know, not much Been better, but not much that's Stephen Brokoff, the president of the Logos. But we have somebody else over there. Hi. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I was still doom scrolling. For real. Glad <laughs> I can great. pull out of it to maybe do a podcast for a bit here.
0: That is our VP, Mr. Drew Steck. The three of us are Nothing so true. glad to be here. We are uh, just so happy to be back. Ah, I miss you guys. It's it's been since October, October 30th. To be exact, since we've done this, episode 20. Welcome to episode 20 of the Loyal Locals Podcast. Uh, Have we missed some stuff? Has some things happened? Yes. Uh, According to our Google Doc, (laughs) there is a lot that we're going to be going over. Uh, But really quickly, to kind of catch everybody up, a large part of why we haven't been able to do the pod is... Uh, Has to do with their lives getting busy uh, Whether it's with work Or whether it's with this whole COVID deal Um, And I just wanted to say It's real guys If uh, you have been affected by COVID If your family has been hit You know what it's like Um, Just on behalf of the locals We send our our love, our affection, our hugs Our virtual everything that we possibly can All the good vibes Because uh, I personally got hit with it I actually just finally ended the uh, quarantine my wife got sick i got sick my father-in-law is actually still in the hospital um so please send all the good vibes that you possibly can our way we will take them um but then yeah also for those of you that are listening right now that have been affected in in one way or another in a negative or uh you know somebody that you know has been affected in a negative way just send our our love and uh our condolences for those that have lost people uh, because this is uh this is real this is scary and once it hits you, and, and uh, you know, in whether it's you personally or somebody that you know, it you know how how bad it can get. So, yeah. yeah. Um, is anybody yeah, want to add bit, anything
2: before we move on? a shout out to the, any healthcare workers that may be listening yeah. or, or members that are healthcare workers. Um, thank you for your dedication, your hard work, um, your commitment to the public's health, and um, what you do. Because uh, you guys are the true heroes right now, and you deserve every. Ounce of gratitude that we at the locals and me personally have. So uh, thank you.
0: Yeah,
1: thank you. Yeah, for me too. I'll say my sister just got her second vaccine the other day. So uh, she's working as an RN in Milwaukee and um, been pretty cool to see that roll out kind of gear up here in the last week or so as well. It gives you a lot of hope um, after what's been, you know, an onslaught of a number of months here. So, um, you know, everybody just keep staying safe and, and pray for the vaccine to come as, as soon as it can.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, the same thing. My, my mom and my sister just got their first round of vaccines and I'm seeing cool. a lot of that going around. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, anyways, let's move on. Guys, we kind of ended the last season by saying it was the beginning of the second season. And that was my fault. So I'm going to go ahead and take that back and say this <laughs> episode 20 is the beginning Of the second season. Season 2 of the Loyal Locals Podcast. We ended the last season with a blast. If you didn't see who we ended it with. Our gaffer was on the show with us. Go and check that out, Episode 19. Uh, And what a way to end season 1. Season 2 starts now. So with that being said. Gentlemen. What are y'all drinking today? Oh, mine's already open. Oh, it's all good. (laughs) I got
2: the Huckleberry Sour from Owl Farm. Uh, Blues Brothers kind of off-brand. Where they do some sour beer and Gozas and some really good stuff. So I just had them. that one.
0: I just had that one. uh yeah, super good. not gonna lie, it was not my favorite. Mm. But I'm a fan. But a lot of their beer is amazing. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Offer. Maybe we can do You
1: gotta drink them. all the beers though to find out. So sometimes <laughs> you gotta drink a beer that you don't even like to uh find one you do. So well, it, find six other ones that you do. So it took that's the me, way I do
0: it. It took me four of that beer for me to figure out that it, it was not my favorite. <laughs> <sighs> right, they sell them in four packs. If they sold it in yeah, six packs, it would have taken me six. six.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> what do you have, Andrew?
1: Uh, right now, I'm actually one of our uh, our leadership. Actually, uh, Jason Thomas and his wife stopped by to to pay up on a bet um, that we had over the Spurs Arsenal uh, London Derby. He said he wanted to do a six pack. I said that's mean right now for me to to ask that of him, but I said it's still coalesce and we would do a, a, a bet anyway so he ended up uh, <laughs> i said sours was kind of you know the thing because either way if, if i win or he wins either one of us feel sour so we can give the other one some sour uh along oh, with that so he go. got me some actually really nice sour he's got me a Van- Van Geniste, uh a belgian uh flanders sour ale as well Ooh. as uh, a petrus aged ale which i might uncork here uh out of its wine bottle at some point here uh both belgian and this is a Sour skill 5 of 5. So Petrus is
0: always yeah. a fantastic Sour. Regardless of, of all the Petrus, the red is probably my favorite. Yeah. Oh, y'all. Yeah, Flanders. you haven't had it. Yeah, this
1: is the aged pale. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm a big red fan, though, so I'm going to have to get that now.
0: Yep. Try nice. It. All right. So, guys, we have some returning players. We have some These new signings. We also have some of the really interesting stuff that we're going to talk about. Have you heard of Loyal Select? Yeah, we're going to talk about that too. So how about we just jump right into this, guys? I am excited to see such a good core of returning players. Charlie Adams, Colin Martin, Elijah Martin, Jack Metcalf, Tumi Mushabani, Grant Stoneman, and Sal Cezo all coming back. What do y'all think? Steven, who out of there stands out to you as like, yes. Yes, I, I can't believe they returned. And then also... Yes, I'm glad they returned. You know what I mean? Because some of these we're expecting. I mean, actually, I expected Sal Diesel for sure. But what are yeah. you thinking?
2: Yeah, I definitely expected Sal. Um, just by the way he was talking, you know, the end of his career, wanted to play for his hometown team. I, I could definitely see that he had more to offer than the, than the first season. He also ended with some injuries, so um, he didn't get to play, you know, the, the last couple games on the home stretch like I think he wanted to. Um, he was a sub in some late games, but um, definitely didn't play the, the minutes that he, he wanted to towards the end of the season. Um, I'd say the most surprising player back would probably be Colin Martin. Um, he has some history in MLS. Obviously we all know what happened towards the end of last season. Um, so in that sense, I'm not surprised because he, he has some history here. The club did what was right and stood up for him as a person. So I think he has some personal investment here in San Diego and for San Diego loyal. Um, but I think he had a stellar season. I think he probably could have had some aspirations to move up to MLS. um, and you know, coming back is 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 great. But at the, to answer this, your second question, I'm excited for everybody to come back. But I I think the person I just mentioned is this is the same person that I'm going to mention here is, is is Colin. I think he was kind of the spine of this team. You know, at the beginning of the season, I think he kind of started as like a wide forward. You know, in like a three five two, one of the more attacking central midfielders, and he ended up ending the season as one of the number sixes. You know, dual six alongside um, another returning player, Charlie. So. I'm ecstatic, you know, all these players are coming back. Um, I love that we have this spine returning. I think with USL, something that a lot of, you know, took some adjusting for me to get used to, especially just this one offseason, but for a lot of our members listening, um, there's a ton of turnover for USL. Like, as a sports fan, you get you get really used to it, getting attached to players and getting and getting to know players, you know, as a diehard Padres fan. Um and even as a global soccer fan, like, you, you know, these m- most leagues, you sign players for year on year contracts and you get used to and, you know, players and you get dependent on their returns. USL is very much, you know, one year contracts, maybe two year contracts, but th- those two year contracts are just one year options. And so they're hard to like pin down players and really, really, really get a lot of returns. So these seven players returning, I think, is a big deal. You know, I, I haven't run statistics or look at, you know, return how many players on. Other USL clubs are returning from year to year, but to get this many players back, um, I think really speaks to what San Diego Loyal did and who they are. Um, these players chose to come back, um, as well as the club wanting them back. So, I I think we're gonna have a really good core to build around with, uh, you know, the new signings we will talk about here. But, um, you know, Grant was huge in defense. Uh, played, I think he played every minute of San Diego Loyal's matches last year, last season. Um, Toomey, obviously, attacking threat. Um, when we signed those other attacking players, I think he kind of came off the bench a little bit more, but there's no doubt that he was really critical to, um, you know, things going forward. Jack played an exceptional amount of minutes at right back, same with Elijah at left back. They started the season as wing backs and they ended the season as full backs. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get into the weeds too much, but there are differences between playing wing back and full back, and I think both those players adapted exceptionally well. Um, so I, 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 I'm just... I'm at a loss for words besides just I'm ecstatic that these players are returning and we can, you know, have a lot of consistency with the coaching staff and with the players. They know what wants to, what needs to be done, what the coaches want to get done and we can build and adapt um, around that core. And that, that really builds a a formula for success um, in, in a league like this, where there's a ton of turnover. So yeah, huge, huge, huge excitement here.
0: Good point. And that's, you know, what more would we want as supporters of a team than have somebody as loyal as yeah. Mr. Padre himself, right? But that's a totally different sport. <laughs> this is a league yeah. where it's going to be very difficult to see like a Tony Gwynn that would stays with right. one franchise forever. That's probably not going to happen here uh, just because of the, the the type of game that it is, one, and also just the type of league that it is as well. Um, one thing I wanted to say too before we would jump into what Drew thinks, because uh, I want to ask the same question of Drew, uh, but I also want Drew to jump into the new signings um, to ease his way into the new signings and take the first one. But I wanted to say, I forgot to mention what I was drinking. Y'all had, you know, you guys shared what you were drinking. <laughs> I, did, I didn't say what I was drinking, and it's really important uh, that I say it. I'm drinking Three Punks L hops on a plate. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic, y'all. I ha- this is the first time I'm having it. It's a hazy pale, 5% ABV. And uh, if you haven't, go check out our the buddies. canning of it? Have they canned that a lot before? No, this is newly canned. I don't think they've That's had the this I canned. Uh, yeah. Just recently started canning maybe a month or less, but this is fresh. You guys know 3Punks is fresh as heck. Like they... I thought they had whenever... a tap
1: line to your house. Yeah. Well, you look,
0: look, that. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Lay in the pipe. Oh, hey, maybe I can secretly do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't say... It. Hi, Steve. Uh, Steve, Chris <laughs> here. No, but shout out to our friends and family over at, our familia over at 3 Punk Uh But Drew, same question to you, man. And then please lead us into new signings along with that
1: yeah i mean for me it's really kind of looking at that that core right so it was really grant was kind of the back half between him and then once you had sal figure out that his role was kind of you know being able to move up the flanks a little bit more and 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 fill that space Mm -hmm. uh, it became very apparent that his value was definitely something we would we were just cracking with our limited number of games so i'm really excited to see them have more games and be able to see those dynamics play out uh along with somebody like elijah who is just so stout you know wherever he was on the field he's he's either bossing somebody going forward or he's taking the ball back going going backwards so uh and then pushing it forward so th- those were kind of the guys that i really looked at from the team but um the combination play so somebody like colin martin as, as steve pointed out seemed like he might actually uh, L- uh you know excel because he he was already kind of doing well in, in this league and mls was probably looking at him you know maybe a couple offers here and there but to really say, "Hey, this is something I want to commit to" is huge because you you bring him back along with Charlie, and you have this ability now uh, to bring in other players, kind of like what we did with Rubin and Barry at the end of the year, uh, and get a similar amount of production, if not more production, hopefully, uh, out of the the biggest signing that we made. That I I was honestly like, "Wait, what?" And then uh, the the other ones came down the line as well that that made it seem even you know like we're we're creating some sort of a Ah, uh, Western Super Team here. Um, I'm gonna keep saying that until we have a keeper. We'll see. Um, but Corey Herzog <laughs> uh, was the first signing here uh, that we we heard out the gate, and that was you know obviously the biggest signing of the year. USL tweeting him out. You know, it's it's he, he was the the free agent um, from a club that didn't exist anymore, right? So there was no chance for him to return to to uh, our friends in Reno, unfortunately. And hopefully they get a club again soon. But um, you know, Corey was a free agent and. Sounds like he talked to San Diego last year about possibly coming here as well. So it's definitely something where it's a mutual admiration society. Uh, it's very exciting to have him because he was one of the best scores in the last, you know, few years in terms of production. Um, but he's also an all-around great guy. And it seems like he really wants to commit the, you know, um, I wouldn't say end of his career, but he definitely wants to commit whatever he is, uh, you know, running forward here in San Diego, because it, it seems like this, this could be a beautiful kind of uh, marriage here between his skill and kind of what we set up in terms of a system um, in the first year and what Coach Nate and, and Landon have been working on in terms of moving forward. So yep. for me, those are really the kind of key links. Um, but Corey being that piece that just kind of instantly you went, okay, they're going to play at that level this year and we're not we're not coming to to mess around. And obviously he's not messy, but, uh, you know, in terms of USL, it might as well be in terms of production and, and, and making goals over, you know, was a very limited season last year and then looking you know sure. in the, the few years before that it's
2: pretty right. impressive and even talking on like the amount of um to the point i was making before you know we, we may have limited time who knows what the contract is who knows what's going on man this guy is engaging he's responsive on twitter he wants to get to know us you know in one of the interviews he did like with the league itself um the when the usl championship website did an article talking about the the, the signing to san diego of Corey herzog um he talked about doing like a, lo- a, lo- a locals leap into the local section. He talked about wanting to play for the supporter section. Like he wanted to get to know us. Like, I think this guy really gets it. You know, he's 30, he's not a kid. He, he I think he he understands this is a perfect fit for him. And he just wants to get to know us. Um, listening to the, um, the Unnamed Soccer podcast with Darren and Jordan, just a fantastic interview. Um, talked about, some crazy stories when games were delayed and he got naked in the, in, in the locker room and people were pushing him around cards. It's like, <laughs> this guy just, he just seems like a good jokester who like has good team camaraderie and really like, really gets it. And he seems like a really good fit here. Um, and another thing that stood out to me on that podcast was Landon talked about, or he, he talked about the story of, you know, when he was contacted to sign here and Landon told him how, how good, uh, how uh, Landon liked how he played forward defensively. And I think that's like, that's really stood out to me because that's not something you hear very often. You know, he presses the ball, this kind of stuff, but you don't hear even coaches talk about defense, how how forwards play defensively. So that really stood out to me. Um, And if you haven't given that, uh, shouts to Darren and Jordan, shouts to the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Um, If you haven't listened to that interview, please go, please take your, take the time and go go listen to them because they do a fantastic job. And um, that was a great, great interview.
0: Yeah, go and check it out. It definitely was awesome. And you were mentioning he's 30 years old. He's talking about getting a trampoline. I think Travis already bought the trampoline. We're going to have to replace it with like a bouncy house. He's 30 years old. Uh <laughs> yeah. Please those, like, don't get um, hurt.
1: Those slides, those, <laughs> those like inflatable slides. Yeah. Right. You know, Perfect. like they have on airplanes. Yes. Yeah. Same sort of idea at the bottom of the trampoline. There we go. Absolutely.
0: We're good. So d- we yeah. we are all in on that. But uh, just a couple of notes on Corey Herzog. Absolutely agree with Stephen. He seems to just be so excited to be coming out here, and that's something that, you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking about this. We didn't have a lot of time to really show what we can do as supporters. Right. All of you listening right right now are probably going, yes, you're correct. And somehow people still know and can see. And from that one night felt and probably from social media, because we are really active on there as well, can tell the kind of supporter culture that we already have and kind of the the supporters that we are. So that's pretty awesome to see. Uh, 67 goals, 18 assists in 179 USL appearances for Corey Herzog. 27 goals, 10 assists in the last two years in Reno. Came from Reno. I feel like that's the beginning of a chant that's it's coming. If Corey does right by us, he will have a chant. Uh, and then also Reno best team uh, record-wise in league last year. So, and Corey Hortzak had a lot to do with that. So, it's really great, great, great signing. I am going to go ahead and let Steven take the next player announcement that came up right after <laughs> Corey Hortzak. Sir, go for
2: it. So, it's, uh... uh- I apologize if you listen to this podcast, Thomas, but it's Thomas Van Kayazil. Van Kayazil is how I've understood how it's pronounced. Um, for for he played for Pittsburgh. I'm just going to breeze right through any criticism of that pronunciation. Uh, criticism from Pittsburgh in the last couple of years. Um, he fin- you know, Pittsburgh finished top in Eastern Conference 2019. Um, all USL first team in 2020, and then second first second team. Uh, in 2019 so these are this is not a you know just because he's from pittsburgh and again talking about usl specifically these aren't you know huge massive names we're signing we're not signing carlos vela or bradley white phillips like you know well-known names across you know the united states soccer these are more or less are known names but in the in the usl sphere um, these are great great players um Every market they're coming from, the people are sad, right? They're always yeah, saying like, "Oh man, we're
1: we're bummed to lose this guy." So you know that they're a huge player when when right. fans are coming out, and they, it's an outpouring of support from almost every single player that we've we've acquired for sure, right? And
2: game. like, and and when you know national USL writers like Jeff Ruder are tweeting like, "Wow, USL or um, Wow, San Diego Loyal are not messing around. They're really going after it," you know. And this these these signings were announced in subsequent days, one day after the other, and I think it just kind of took the took the USL sphere by. By storm, saying like Sandy Diego Loyal is here. Um, they are signing the right players, the players they need to um, make a stand here. So I fully expect him to slot right into center back, right next to Grant, um, and, and just be a stalwart yeah. in defense. So I'm, I'm again, really excited about about his presence here.
0: We, oui. uh, parle français, un peu. Vais, uh, I'm going to be very excited to be able to like speak like three sentences to Thomas in French. Uh, he's from French Guiana, and also I feel like. Especially after this signing right here. I almost feel like USL took a page right out of the NFL uh, book, you know, and uh, the the script book for them and, like, the rule book or whatever and said, "You sign those that have some crazy last names because apparently they're really, really good. Um, So, But Thomas is one of those that seems to be a well-known name within USL. Now, for those of us that are near to the league, you know, we, we see some of these names and we're like, what? who but uh if you go and actually look at again you know it's their their pedigree and kind of what they've done within the league and, and within uh, kind of their their career just in general uh it's 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 great to see that some of this some of this uh, strength is coming to San Diego Loyal uh and i agree with you as, as a center back That's something that's a position of need i think at this point yeah um so i'm excited for that man uh, Drew, let's keep it going, man. You you yeah, I was this say, is the well, one I was, I was really AD, excited just about. Just to get
1: through the name stuff. Nobody remember, you know, a year ago people were uh having trouble with Vasiliatis. So That's you know, I, I think we'll get through this, you know, by but I like to say A V, you know, Andrew Vasiliatis and the T V. The Thomas V. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I just call, him, um, I just call him Andy. Yeah, and then J B is our next signing. So JB, and this was the next one that our, that USL tweeted out, is like, who's this next free agent, where they're going? Yeah. You know, they put them in all uniforms. So the first two that they put out were us. Thank God that Andrew Carlton wasn't. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, But, dude. Uh, <laughs> but
2: uh,
1: no, moving past that, this guy's awesome. Um, Jack Lay coming from... <laughs> coming from RSL. He's a, he's an awesome dude um coming from that program and and coming from that team. And he was a player that I think we had also scouted previously in the 2020 season yes. to try and see if we could bring over as well cuz I think there was something from the the team, from the USL main show at halftime where they were saying like They've got a player maybe coming from one of these teams that's playing tonight that never ended up happening, but he was the player I think they were alluding to. So that's a backstory there for you. But it, it does seem like he is going to be, again, just kind of a plug-in player that, that knows a few people on this team already, has some familiarity um, with what he's coming into, and uh, also had a pretty dope picture of himself at uh, Hotel Dell. I think all of us have a picture like this if you grow up in San Diego or near, near San Diego. Um, you know, going to the hotel Dell at a certain age uh, where it's one of those kind of chromed out photographs. So I definitely have a few of those in my house. So it was pretty endearing to see that and know that, Hey, he's, he's always understood what the city's kind of about. Um, but he's now coming here to play, which is pretty cool. Cause you don't get a lot of that in San Diego sports or somebody who actually contextually has, you know, had a familiarity with the city previously, or, you know, if they hadn't lived here or hadn't right. lived in Southern California. And if you so.
2: haven't seen that picture yet, it's on his Twitter account at Jack Blake 94. Um, Please go check it out. It's pretty good. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to see.
0: Yeah, Captain, 1996. The last time I was in San Diego. 2021, bringing the same swagger on and off the field. Go and check it out. It's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, but,
2: yeah, as Drew said, you know, from Real Monarchs, he was their captain. Obviously, um, if you follow this league, and, and right when US when San Diego was announced, um, we witnessed Real Monarchs win the USL Championship. That was back in way back in 2019. Um, he was their captain for um, three goals and one assist during that playoff run. So we know he has playoff experience. He's good in key moments um, and he's a leader. Um, and Sal is obviously the captain of our team. The captain is returning to our team, but it's also, you. you I don't think you can ever have enough leaders on a team. Um, and I think we showed that last season, but we're adding yet another. Um, he was previously at Tampa, Jacksonville, Minnesota United. So he did jump to MLS and then, um, then went back to USL championship with Real Monarchs. Uh, he's also English, so another English midfielder um, in addition to Charlie and Jack. So, I like adding, that. Trend. Fun adding fact. To the, adding to the trend, yeah. Fun but, fact,
0: every um, time a Jack scores a goal, you get free Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. We should totally yeah. send that over oh, to the club. To I'm just kidding, yeah, everybody. Everybody got all excited all of a sudden. They're like, yes. They're already in line at Jack in the Box.
1: <laughs> we could have different Jacks different you get, days.
0: You go. get two tacos. Every time a jack in our team scores, you get two tacos for a dollar forty-nine. What
1: if both jacks score?
0: <laughs> Ooh, then you then you get to purchase as many tacos as you want for a dollar forty-nine.
1: Travis, uh, I know you're listening. Uh, two jacks <laughs> in the hand as a Tifo idea.
2: Mm.
0: Ooh, very
1: good, very good. Uh, See,
0: you, organically, I am loving yep. the amount of accents in our club though that's just it It shows the diversity right of our city as well so that's pretty yeah. pretty cool Uh, yeah should I take the next one Is that cool? you should Jerry please yeah. I don't even know how to say it so I'm gonna mess this up too Ebenezer Ebenezer yeah. Econ Econ Ebenezer Econ. Econ. E- what what was that <laughs> <laughs> True. A single oh, fluid, right? Right? bless you <laughs> 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 I, said, okay. I said Ebenezer and this guy goes and sneezes uh Ebenezer oh Ebenezer Akan. <laughs> uh this guy is, he goes by Ebby. So there we go. I should have just said Ebby. San Diego Loyal announced Ebby from San Antonio FC Defender. Uh he is from Ghana. And if I know anything from about players from Ghana, is that is that they are amazing. I, I don't know what it is about Ghanaian players, but these guys always give it their all. Every single Ghanaian player that I've seen professionally come over to the U.S., they, every single time they get on the field, it's like it's going to be the last time that they play. If you guys have yeah. seen uh, 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 just any Ghanaian player, I'm trying to like think of it like a specific... Uh, time but I mean latif blessing is a perfect example of that if you guys have seen latif blessing play my mm-hmm. goodness so anyways yeah. uh, this is a defender so it's gonna be interesting to see it, but Ebenezer does score goals as well so uh man I'm excited to see Eby uh do we yeah, have- I mean we
2: haven't announced really any further defensive you know oh, backup yeah or, or yeah. Depth, so this could or, provide some depth or anybody behind him I'm sure some... For, for he, some he, he starting a lot of upside. Uh, it seemed to be
1: kind of the, the part of this that seems interesting. He is younger in his career as a center back, kind of uh, kind of defensive mm-hmm. midfielder, or anything in that that range. So it seems like he can kind of play anything in there and, it, and has some different um, looks that he can give. So it'll be exciting to see the versatility, I think, with his kind of tool set and, and how they use that, considering we already have pretty good lineup defensively, mm-hmm. um, where they'll kind of deploy him, especially with Nate having different looks and ideas. Um, I think the tactics there will be kind of interesting to see how he uses this with Grant kind of probably being the, uh, um, the center there. And then obviously TV being another plug and play CB. Uh, so that's where it's kind of what are we going to do here? Um, you know, is it going to be more five set? Is it going to be maybe a three set um, at certain times? That's kind of stuff that might be interesting in the back to see that we do with the signing, too. So it's not just, you know, hey, it's another depth, but maybe also, um, you know, opening up some different formations than what we tried to play last year. We just didn't have the time to, to bring it in.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, and it's uh, exciting times because you know that's not what our squad is going to look like. That's not it. Uh, Unfortunately, there is a a couple of uh, confirmed not returning because they will be playing somewhere else. However, you never know. With this league, it's one of those things. I've been doing, I don't know if you guys those that are listening and even those of you that are here with me right now, Stephen drew, I've been going on like transfer market and trying to see if any changes have happened. If there's any players that, you know, we haven't heard anything about uh, coming back or going somewhere else. Like Edwin Lara, y'all remember that name? You know, like we mm-hmm. don't know what is going on with a lot of Yair Jain. I haven't seen, he's been on BK for a while. Uh, yeah. Irvin Parra, it looks like he might be retiring soon. Uh, Ashley Nazira, I haven't seen anything from him. So I've just been kind of trying to see if anything has spilled. The, anybody has spilled the beans on on anything. And, and no, it's, right. that's the one thing about USL too, right? It's so difficult to find any of this information. But there's, stay there's, tuned. Yeah,
1: the, the, there's like one or two people who beat report this stuff day in, day out that have the sourcing to find out when signings are happening before they happen. So really, you're yeah. finding out from the clubs, usually themselves, Um, To confirm. So it's been it's been an interesting ride. But as you said, it's also been a weird year. I mean, 2020 was a weird year. 2021 has got to be one of the weirdest off seasons ever in any sport. Um, One thing I did say or did find out inside information was um, asking uh, the people putting together the team this year if it was more fun or easier this year than last year. And they said way easier, more fun. Um, But in certain ways, harder, just because there is a lot of restrictions in 2021 that you didn't have going into 2020 and and you rolled into 2020 with the players you had and you made the best of it. But in this case, a lot of people have reevaluated where they're at and what they want to do. You know, so trying to get people to maybe take a market that's further from home uh, or things like that, when you're going to possibly have quarantine going on another six months in certain places um to a certain effect hopefully not but you know it's things like that you have to plan for if you have a family so it's yeah. been interesting to see kind of the, the different movement but um hasn't really slowed us down in terms of acquiring the targets it seems like we set out to really want in the offseason and then there's always a few that you hope come um but in terms of players that that didn't come back uh we haven't heard about a keeper yet so th- that yeah. is one thing right is we haven't heard about a keeper but um our number not our number one because he he uh, kind of shifted it and out of numbers, number one the in the our hearts, year, but number one in our hearts for sure. Saint so John uh, of Kempen, um, you know, it's it seems like he has moved on east, uh, if you will, go east, young man, um, back east, uh, if you will, but uh, has been a journeyman throughout the entire MLS. Uh, you know, kind of a quandary, you know, teams everywhere, but it seems like he has moved from Columbus to the capital. Uh, what a time to be doing that, but he will be playing hopefully for the DC United outfit at some point throughout the MLS season. So good for John, great for him, but it seems like he'll probably be utilizing that organization a little bit more than he was in Columbus, so might not get loaned out. We never know, um, but seems like he will probably not be with us next year. And that happened just in the last few weeks here. So that was kind of a, a gut check a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think but, everybody um, was kind of hoping that, that that's the one player, right? That would come back for that position. However, we did have, uh, we do have Austin Guerrero. That's still kind of, I think, in play. We're not sure. Exactly. Yeah, so, he's local. You know, and that's hoping. that's
1: where that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, loyal local. The
0: a loyal local, and he's so handsome as well. Uh, so I mean, he's number one in hand. Yeah, I mean, Charlie's pretty said. handsome. Yeah, we got yeah. some good look. We got some handsome dudes yeah, on this team. Do. We do. I've been in quarantine
1: maybe too long to <laughs> talk about it, but we have some really good-looking guys on this team. Well, so, you were mentioning,
0: yeah. but you're mentioning about uh, Kempin, not only him but Barry, Miguel Barry, both yeah. officially MLS Cup champions. How cool! Was it how I was lead, yeah. is that? How like, cool
2: was it seeing John celebrate with the with the MLS Cup? And I that, uh, that was pretty bad. Cool to see. So And after
1: cool. everything they went through with our club and kind of, you know, kind of feeling stunted from the playoffs a little bit, um, it was really cool to see. And I think for a lot of our, our team and our guys, it seemed like they celebrated with them and, and kind of feel like they, you know, obviously it's a different club. They have nothing to do with it, but, you know, could kind of get some good vibes and get some good energy off of that because it, uh, you know, feels like they, they deserve something like that after the season that we went through here in San Diego as well. So very exciting for them uh, and i was rooting for them the whole way through and Caleb Porter was our coach uh in portland for years where where i'm a, still you know having a love affair with that team so uh, it's pretty awesome to see Caleb Porter continue on as well so good for columbus and good for they're moving into a new stadium next year maybe we can do that here at some point we'll see but yeah. uh moving moving on from here uh, Jerry do you have any other players that we know aren't coming back yet
0: well there is and you know i was going to mention that we should probably touch on All of these, but uh, the majority of this conversation and a lot of finding out for me came from uh, the shop and the offices that opened up. So hanging out there, if you guys want some inside information, that's where you all want to go. Go to the shop. You don't know where that is. Look it up. (laughs) But uh, what I'm trying to say is our club officially has a brick and mortar shop that you can go and actually visit. And maybe just maybe you're going to find our buddy, Paul. In there, because he's always <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> Rumor has it that him
1: and Carl are, are leasing an apartment and, across the street. I think they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to get away from their kids and their and their wives for a little bit, and
0: you know,
2: hang on the shop. So maybe you'll see him around there.
0: Shout out, no, to Paul and Carl. Really.
2: <laughs> it is pretty cool to see and, and go and, and, and check out. It seems like it's it's kind of true oh it's, it's a shop, but in reality, you know, it's it's the kind of the home. It's the home base for the club. It's a way to go and check out the merge and kind of be submerged in. You know, this club is, is, although we only got to go to one real true home game and then we got to watch all the rest from the confines of our own living rooms. Um, this club is here. It's real. It's, you know, there's a lot of cool, really rad merch that they've put their heart and soul into opening the shop. Um, all the all the merch they've done, um, bravo. So go check it out if you haven't. It, it, it's, yeah, it's like a beehive. It's like, Anytime you're
1: there, there's something going on. Yeah. There's always somebody there. There's always stuff happening. And Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, I had to stay away because I was told not to buy things until Christmas. So now I'm going to be hitting it up definitely in the next few weeks. So yeah. They won't have to get rid of me and beat me off with a stick soon. So maybe you'll see me there with Paul and Carl, hanging out, know, doing yeah. some panna.
0: There you go. Oh, nice, panna, And pick up some yeah. uh, Shake Check while you're at it. It's always a good deal. Uh, Social distance panna. Yeah, oh, yeah obviously. Uh, but yeah, moving forward from, you know, uh, uh, somebody that came on loan to us and went on to a different MLS team. Now a team, a player that came to us and is going to an MLS team and was hoping to go to an MLS team. uh, And I am so excited to see him go to an MLS team because out of all the players that we had, I think this is the one that really shined through and came off as an MLS player. Um, And also, I have to say it because there's another connection there, but Rubio Rubin heading over to Real Salt Lake, going over to RSL... uh, I'm so excited for Rubio. I think that he's going to do fantastic in MLS just in general. I don't think he's going to stay with RSL very long because people are going to see how talented he is and they're going to be fighting for him. RSL is going to make some money off of this guy because he's just, you can tell. And after our conversation with him right on this podcast, actually, uh, go and check it out. its uh, It was just evident that this man clearly has a goal in mind and is is trying to get as far as he possibly can within the sport. So I'm excited to see that. The reason that I said there was another connection was the fact that uh, recently LAFC announced Corey Baird from Escondido, by the way, is going over to LAFC. So that's what the RSL connection there. Um, and excited to see hometown boys really making it in uh, in the big time, right? And making it in MLS. Uh, I mean, we call it the big time here. And MLS is as far as you can go here. Yep. I mean, I mean. Well, national team there's that uh but uh yeah just excited for for Rubio uh Steven you want to you want to keep it going you have a player confirmed not returning
2: um well speaking of the local players still not uh shouts to Paul Ariola for his return after his oh, injury yeah. um yeah. and again shout to the Name Soccer Podcast for their recent interview and podcast with him um so that was pretty rad. Go check that out again, shouting their podcast. But um, another player not returning, Tarek Morad, um, officially confirmed to sign with Oakland Roots. Um, he was kind of one of those midseason signings, I think, when they, uh, when they as in San Diego Loyal, was hurt, um, realized that Joe, the Greenspan wasn't really going to get back to form and fitness um, midseason, and we really needed another center back. Uh, they signed Tarek Morad. And um, he moved on to Oakland Roots. Uh, big shouts to Oakland Roots joining USL Championship um, mm. from ISA. So Look, that'll be a really um, exciting kind of California, you know, I, I'm not going to call it a rivalry, but California team uh, will be a fun Bay Area trip as well when we are allowed to do so. Yes, Jerry. I just,
0: I just have to say Oakland Roots from the beginning was set up to be a bigger team than any sort of minor league. Like Absolutely. Oakland Roots yeah. is branded to MLS already those guys look amazing and the way that they've marketed themselves is beautiful also they play good football yeah so there's
1: that oh, it's not just a club too it's it's a movement I mean it's really a lot of different people there locally that want to kind of build something that's not that like what we're doing here in terms of saying hey we want to be not just another club uh, or another sports organization within the city but we want to stand for more we want to mean more uh, and be mission aligned as opposed to just being a, a business. Yeah. Uh, and so that that speaks volumes to me. And that's been part of their core tenant. Loyal, obviously, it's been part of the, the talk they've made and then the walk that they backed it up with, which is awesome to see. But Roots, it was always part of the uh, the ethos there. Um, and, and as Jerry said, the marketing and the styling is off the charts. They bring our style game up just by playing on the same field as them. So that's going to be pretty exciting. And that's definitely one of the matches I'm looking the most forward to is playing the roots, uh, you know, coming up here.
0: Yeah. Same. Uh, do you want to take the last one, Drew?
1: Yes. This one was pretty early in the off season. As you said, you can hang out around the offices. The other place you can hang out is on players, Instagrams, uh, their stories tend to tell you a lot about (laughs) where they are and or what might be happening. I'm (laughs) laughing because I'm guilty. Yeah. When they put out a picture of them with a, uh, Tacoma Defiance shirt, uh, you assume, yeah, they probably signed for Tacoma Defiance, uh, which is what uh, Beverly uh happened to do earlier in the offseason, and so we wish him the best up there in Tacoma. Hopefully, we beat him and take a few points from him this year, uh, but we yeah, could uh, see him not- still playing well and uh, maybe slotting in there a little bit more uh, frequently than he could for us, and, and just seemed, felt like he, he was very talented, just never could find a fit. Uh, within our offense, uh, and that seems to happen, especially when uh, I think Landon said last year they had just an embarrassment of riches. They almost had too many players uh, for the amount of slots they they could put in, and the number of games right that they could they could put players in. So uh, you just had to go with what was hot or working at a certain point. And sometimes the communication just doesn't happen, and you got to change it up. So good for Bev to to go north and and hopefully find some success up there.
0: Absolutely. One thing I wanted to mention: uh, all all of these players that are n- confirmed not returning. You, if you follow social media, just like Drew said, perfect point. I mean, you can kind of, it'll, it'll speak for itself. Now, USL, it's it's not like MLS where they announce like, oh, it was great to have you here. No, it's not going to happen. So you kind of have to figure it out for yourself, right? And little right. by little, you'll you'll start finding that stuff. Now, you also start noticing, you know, some of these players, you have to keep in mind that they make their decision based off of the fact that uh, that they have families And how is it going to affect their families Now for somebody like Let's just say Carlos Alvarez Who has a professional Wife A professional soccer playing wife Who is fantastic Plays for the Mexico national team And also plays for uh, Cholos Femenil How is him playing here Her If she moves somewhere How is that going to affect So something else to keep in mind If you wanted more clues As to what Uh, these players are doing right and i just threw carlos alvarez out there because uh him and i talk and i know that when i talked to him and i asked him hey are you coming back he said we're still deciding we're trying to figure out exactly what's happening and he did say i was offered uh to return but we're not sure yet because i'm making those we're making that decision as a family so something to keep in mind that it's not like an easy thing for any player in usl one money isn't the greatest all right and two there's a lot of opportunities for these guys everywhere so um yeah i'm excited to see what else is confirmed as not returning as returning uh new signings still more to come all right and uh yeah i think that's where we're gonna stop that for now um let's see here what else should we be jumping into
1: the um the player signings were done really well uh, oh, shout dude, out to yeah. ryan shout out to jesse the the media team uh we, we kind of went past the new signings to the to the players that left um but i will say that those were fantastic to make me feel like even in in pandemic season here we can feel connected and feel like our players True. Uh, coming in it was higher level than anything i've seen from any other usl club just to start off the bat but then also to have handwritten notes uh as a touch and i'm sure that was hard to gather uh, most jocks don't like to write things down uh i'm sure so it's it's usually hard to get most most guys anyway anyway to have good handwriting and, and write in a consistent manner so um <laughs> you know anytime i've done a media project like that it's always fun but the videos themselves too just having a, a you know video from each person saying hey so excited to come here see their face um you know have them say loyal uh couldn't see them you know maybe holding a jersey here or anything just because of travel and, and all that kind of stuff being more difficult these days but that that made it feel like right away they were part of the team and part of the family um so shout out to those guys
0: we cannot we cannot finish this podcast without talking and uh trying to figure out exactly what it is uh that loyal select means uh yeah. here's the thing you're For talking about new players, we're talking about players coming and going, and the path to new players has been rolled out. All right, I'm going to go ahead and just read this literally off of the press release because the information is just concise and to the point, and that's what we need. Uh, Here we go. You ready? Here we go. San Diego, California, January 8th, 2021. (laughs) San Diego Loyal announced its continued expansion and determination to make San Diego the soccer capital of North America with the introduction of part-time youth development program Loyal Select. The new program will participate in the USL Academy League and provides opportunities to build and develop a true local professional pathway for elite players in the region, which, come on, guys, we know we have a lot of those, Uh, Mm -hmm. all while allowing these players to remain with their respective youth clubs for training and matches. That's huge. So they'll still be playing with their youth clubs, um, but they will also be uh, kind of part-time youth development Right, Part-time youth development program, I guess is what they're calling it, uh, with with Loyal Select. So they have two teams at the same time. Uh, Loyal Select, led by current SD Loyal assistant coach Matt Hall, will collaborate with all current youth clubs in the San Diego region and participate in the Southwest Division of the USL Academy League. Uh, Players have the opportunity to train normally with local clubs and then receive training with San Diego Loyal once a week. Uh, The new part-time program plans to practice and compete in its home matches at the Chula Vista Elite athlete training center Uh, the season will run parallel to sd loyal season and play roughly 10 matches over that period guys we gotta go to these that's the youth that's the future right there this is what's so exciting is this is the future of san diego loyal and the creation of a pathway into making it easy for some of these stars some of this youth that we all know is out there We actually get to put some eyes on it. That is huge, 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 huge.
2: Uh, It's not just the mission of the locals to support San Diego professional soccer team. It's the mission of the locals to prevent, you know, to, to support all of San Diego soccer and all at all levels. Like let's support these kids in their development. Even if they never play a professional minute for San Diego loyal, you know, let's support them. They're San Diegans and they deserve um, to be rooted for. So to know what this, what the city is, is, is for. So, yeah, well I would definitely be interested in going to those games.
0: We want uh every time that somebody puts on our jersey to feel pride, right? To feel like they're a part of this. And if you're from San Diego, born, raised, and you put on that jersey, imagine how much more that means. So having this is just huge and you guys in the beginning of this club when they were having discussions of the players were being announced, the first, you know, team 1 And there was a lot of negativity of like, well, where are the San Diego players? Where are the San Diego players? Well, here you go. This is how it starts. All right. Here's a quote from Matt Hall. I have been a part of the San Diego youth soccer community as a player and coach for over 30 years. I have always loved this city and I always will. To be a part of Loyal Select is truly special for me and I look forward to providing another platform for young players to evolve and grow so they can reach new heights and make their community proud. Yo, we need to get Matt Hall on this show.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I'll Drew, work on that.
0: Drew, how are you feeling?
1: Him, him. Yeah. Well, I'm. I was making a joke before. Is loyal select like chicken selects or something like that? What's What's the select? But it's. It really is the the finer cuts, right? It's the. No, you did it. If you, wanna, <laughs> <laughs> if you
2: want,
1: if you want to get into it, I mean, it really is like uh, they call it loyal select. You can call it loyal seeds too, if you want to. Um, but the, these are seeds. These are these are bets we're we're placing as a club, right? As loyal's placing as a club on certain kids to say, hey, we think they're gonna be something. Maybe maybe it'll be here. Maybe it'll be in college. Maybe it'll be uh, again being a a executive somewhere. And this is a high experience um, as a teenager that they can take um, to something else that they do and apply it. So it is really something that I think goes beyond. Um, Just the on the field aspect, as you guys were saying, it really is about supporting them as, as young San Diegans and the one of our own chant. I mean, it's it's something that every team wants to cheer and be able to cheer about one of their players that they came up through the system that they're from there uh, and being able to watch them play and score or uh, do something on the field. is is pretty you know, beyond that that community aspect all the way to helping build that player up on the field as well as off the field. So. Uh, pretty exciting and and I know Shannon had something to do with it as well. So I'm pretty excited to uh yeah. possibly be able to talk to her as well uh from this angle, you know, not just the broadcasting angle, but um in the youth development alongside Matt, um, the college kind of youth, you know, um uh, level as well as uh the pro now and kind of how that scales up for these kids. Steve, yeah. sorry.
0: No, no yeah, talking. scuba Steve looks like he's about to explode. He was yeah, holding
2: it in. I was gonna say they kind of already started this last year. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, it wasn't super, you know, broadcasted or anything like that, but there were some pictures that were put on social media that, um, Evan Rotundo, who was a kid who played for, uh, surf here and he signed for Shulka, um, just recently he trained with San Diego loyal all last year, um, or in parts of last year. Uh, so they kind of started this, you know, before they announced it, uh, he was never going to sign for San Diego loyal or play for San Diego loyal. Um, because he had aspirations to go to Germany and continue his career in Germany. But he's a that Evan Rotundo's a San Diegan. Um, and you know, his his father's really active on Twitter and he has some he's had some interactions with the locals account before um and it's in the San Diego Loyal account before. So I, I think that, you know, this was obviously in the works well before it was announced. Um Andrew even tweeted something that you know he was super excited for the future going forward here with this announcement. Um, and I couldn't I, I couldn't be more excited either. Uh, I think this is a r- huge step forward. Um, this is not something that other USL clubs have. So this is kind of sets us aside as um, this is not just this club. Isn't just here for the soccer. It's here for the community. It's here for development. It's here for a pipeline. Um, it's really growing and, and standing, you know, putting itself head, head and shoulders above other USL clubs. So um, excited, man. Kudos, big kudos.
0: Heck well, the yes. thing I
2: like, too, is is that it's not
1: impacting. It's not like a crater coming in, like a huge meteor coming in and then impacting the whole youth sports landscape and saying, right. like, hey, we're just going to blow up the whole youth soccer yeah. landscape. Since Shannon's been here, since Matt's been here, and Landon's come in and learned a lot by meeting literally every person in the county that does soccer stuff by campaigning just to be Landon for years. Um, you know. But it, it's been one of those things where I think they've made the connections to know, hey, there's so much in a system here. We don't want to fabricate an academy you know out of this overnight we want to say how do we work with you how do we elevate these players and not extract them from your system to where you feel like you're we're draining talent and trying to uh do that so they've been very clear about we want to make this a hand-in-hand partnership with these youth clubs um and again the people who are involved make it very clear that that's the case but it's it's exciting to see that because i think it is another thing to say hey we're not just going to Race and remove which a lot of mls clubs when they do come into markets sometimes will just level the whole youth soccer thing and everything becomes you know north carolina fc or whatever uh Mm -hmm. out that way here you know they have an opportunity to do that but obviously we've had an amazing youth development pipeline for years in different parts of the county different groups and and you don't want to blow that up and you don't want to say hey this is this group's more important or elevate one as your official partner or anything like that so this gives you the ability to have Various different talent coming in, or being able to pull in players that might not necessarily come from a traditional academy background, and being able to work with them as well. So, I'm excited to see kind of where that comes from as well, and what, what kind of players we can pull in from all over the county or all over um, the San Diego region here.
0: Heck right. Yeah, yeah. Players eligible for uh, eligible for consideration must be part of any local youth club in the region, born th- born in uh-huh. I think the beer is get in, um, <clears throat> born in 2005 or later. For more information on the new part-time youth development program, make sure you go check out sanneagoloyal.com backslash Loyal Select. Uh, if you're listening and uh, you're a fan of this club, I don't know why you haven't already downloaded the official team app. If you haven't, if you have, kudos. Um, also, stay tuned to the end of this pod. We're actually um, running out of time. We might go over a little bit, just a little bit, because there's obviously you know, the beginning of this season 2 it's a big one. We have a lot of information to go over, but Drew is going to go over some ways that you can keep in touch with us and uh, feel more involved, get more involved into uh, what the locals are doing. So it's really important. Download the official team app if you haven't already, and uh you're that will also give you updates on what Loyal Select is doing. We'll be present at Loyal Select Games. You can expect that. So. Yeah if uh, if Three we can i should probably say if I we think. can oh yeah i forgot there's a pandemic uh yeah. but if we can be there we will be there uh so yeah. in a perfect world yes. <laughs> in a perfect world uh, not so
1: perfect either but better than where we're at there you go
0: yeah yeah so you know that will that will happen uh a, a couple of other things that we need to uh touch on real quickly that are u- upcoming for the club uh, open tryouts for the club are happening very soon. At the time of this recording, we're four days away from the beginning of those open tryouts. Uh, They begin January 16th, and they go through February 20th. So there's... there's, Or is that, like, only two days? I didn't really look into this. Two days, yeah. Okay, there you go. Two days. Well, the 16th and the 20th. So make sure you uh, look up for more information if you need any of that at sdloyal.com. Is there any other news or... Some other, news,
2: some other news. news from our last recording um, that I don't think we should breeze by. It was the passing of Diego Maradona. Um, oh, you know, yeah. rest in peace to a soccer legend. Um, Jerry, I know you have a special connection with Diego Maradona, so I don't know if you going to tell the story or not, but um, I did not want to let that go.
0: Well, so I mean, I was I was still a baby, but I remember my dad talking about Diego Maradona like he was. A god. And I think that a lot of people talk about him. Even now, like he was a god, right? A soccer god. Um, during the uh, Mexico World Cup, I believe it was 86. Uh, you know, the, the hand of God. Uh, I think yeah. that's when Mexicans really just fell in love with uh, Diego Maradona and what it was that he was. But a lot of people hated him, of course, because of the, just this, the kind of player that he was. A lot of people loved him. The majority loved him. And I just kind of grew up with Diego Maradona uh, in the sport and i would watch argentina even though i was you know technically not an argentinian fan uh, but he was always somebody that i looked up to because he was short right and i grew up being kind of a shorter guy and he made me feel like hey if diego can play like that and people can look at him like he's a god i can do anything and i think he was that kind of a a player that he just made people feel like i can do it too you know, and you see him, and he doesn't look like he is the most the best player ever um he was i think maybe like five six is what it said he's probably more like five four, which is how tall I am, and so he made me just kind of feel like I was him, and I vicariously lived you know through him watching him play uh just in 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 Boca, and in all of the teams. That, and so I just followed him, and, and it was a player that I really, really enjoyed watching. It was just a lot of fun. Um, I didn't tell this to my wife, but I suggested Diego naming my first son, uh, my firstborn, uh, Diego. Um, and, uh, you know, San Diego has a little bit to do with it, but secretly it's also has a lot to do with Diego Maradona. Um, so, yeah, that was really heartbreaking. And I think uh, I, I'm still kind of just like, God, man. Yeah, He definitely... He left a legacy, obviously. He just like any human being, he was a flawed human as well. Um, so there was it's just such a story, but such a trajectory of his career as well. Um, so may he rest in peace, man.
2: Yep, there's only, only a handful of people who play soccer with such you know, and I think he was one of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, an, a non loyal soccer news. What is, what is this? A uh, Fresno.
1: Just open the remiss for you know, Petrus.
0: It's the Fresno news? I didn't hear about this.
2: So Fresno bought a USL League One club, which is exciting news oh. given that we folded the, the um the year before our entry. So they had a they did have a USL championship club. Uh that, that team folded uh, under lots of discrimination and uh, you know sadness and they uh they were o- awarded an expansion club into USL League One. So that is the the division below the USL championship, but I just wanted to give a shout out to our California friends in Fresno um, that they got a club back. We here in San Diego are obviously vulnerable to clubs folding or leaving. um, So I I want to give a special shout out to them. Um, And maybe if they, you know, if they, if they do well for themselves promotion back into the USL championship, and then I'd get another California team um, to play away games at. So, we will see how that goes over the next couple seasons. I, I, I would assume.
0: I think I saw something about self-relegation happening too, like North Carolina.
2: Yeah. Do you guys see yeah. that? Yeah. They, I, I think it was more of the new with money and it's more of an excuse, but um, I did see that. And I, I did find that interesting that in, in case any of our members or listeners did not catch that North Carolina FC played in USL championship last season, but they did not do so well. Um, so this season, it had gotten around the USL Twitter um, community that they hadn't announced any player signings. They'd announced really anything since the last, you know, the last season ended. So I think some people were putting some pressure on them to say, "What's going on here?" Then they finally came out that they were announcing uh, they were they were going down a league in this quote unquote self relegation. Uh, they were self relegating that they did not do so well last year. and Now they're going to USL League One. I just think it's a money thing. You know, USL League One is cheaper. Um, There's a cheaper fee every season, cheaper travel because it's more localized. Um, I, I think it's just a money thing. There was some impact on NWSL as well. I think the, the North Carolina FC owner also owns Carolina, North Carolina Courage um, in NWSL. And I, I recall Jeff Reuter reporting that North Carolina Courage was still going to play in NWSL season. Um, But that might have changed since I last saw it. I think that was I I probably saw that news yesterday or or the day before. So
1: it seems like a lot of people are definitely believing they're also probably either going to fold or possibly pull out, which is sad because they've been one of the North Carolina uh, FC is much to write home about. My my brother, uh, oldest brother lives in Raleigh. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, uh, well-versed in some of what's happening there just from like a youth level and kind of how they've worked in the community. And hopefully a lot of that stays uh, because they have done a lot of good work there in terms of trying to work into that kind of stuff. But, um, in terms of what they're doing, it seems like the Charlotte team that's coming into MLS is really making them make financial projections. My guess is to say it's more worth it to be a USL one club and kind of, um, pare down some of the operations as opposed to. Um, doubling down and trying to uh, stake a claim as the the, either second division side, Um, you know, within North Carolina, even though Charlotte's a couple hours away, it's a different dynamic than what you get here, where it is kind of one unified uh, unified state, you know, everybody roots for the Panthers kind of thing, Uh, even though they play in Charlotte and Raleigh's, you know, two hours east. So it it is one of those things where that might seem to affect it as well as just the the changing dynamics of uh, MLS teams, you know, coming into certain markets like St. Louis is one of those as well that has had an issue with their USL club because of the MLS expansion. So Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, MLS takes what it wants for $500 million yeah. per market. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, uh, what it's going to be sometime. So it's sad for there, but um, you know, Fresno, good news for Reno, right? If Reno wants to come back within a year and they've got a good groundswell, it's a much cheaper way to get back in and prove um, that you might have something there and then be able to level that up in the future. As Steve said, you know, with promotion, you know, either self-promotion or uh, maybe promotion in the future to have, uh, a few more clubs here just all over the state, you know, Fresno, Monterey, get them everywhere. SLO. Let's go.
2: Yeah. It's market, <laughs> so. of, the, of those couple of clubs and you know, you, you set them in order. And I think those are both really just directly impacted by COVID and what, yeah. yes, what, what this year, you know, didn't do for their, the financial state of clubs. You know, USL is very dependent on USL clubs are very dependent on um, ticket sales and turnstile revenue and this year that was obviously basically zero. And I know in many other places in the country, there were fans allowed unlike here, but the point goes, um, you know, COVID hit things hard. So I will say um, we are lucky to have Andrew as the owner who fronted the bill um, and largely kept people employed with full salaries and, you know, just a blessing to have him as an owner who's so dedicated to San Diego. Um, it doesn't just look for the bottom line. Like I think so many owners do, but, I think he's really committed to bringing and bringing growing soccer here. Um, he's already brought it, but growing it, continuing to grow it. Um, so, massive shout partnering out. Partnering with the right
1: people, too. I think bringing in the right people and hiring the right people. He's very committed to making sure it's the right relationships, which I think is also super important. It's not just him, but that it's the coalition of people here locally. Yeah. And then new ideas from not locally as well, but um, you know, vendors in terms of who's there, but also the, the companies they partnered with for their jersey sponsors. Um, one came in crucially this year by having Children's Hospital be a sponsor. Mm. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> what a better year uh, than, to, than to have them, and hopefully forever. But um, you know th- that's fantastic as well as to have that kind of relationship and, and foresight to say, you know what, there might be bigger money sponsors, there might be other things we can go with, but this is the best partnership we can make, um, and have it pay dividends like that for for not just the club but for the whole community. So. As Steve said, it is the unique situation we have here, and we are
0: blessed. Absolutely. We're just past the one-hour mark. We're going to keep it going because we do have a few more things to talk about. But I I wanted to mention, for those of you that are not aware, and and me just kind of being involved in this community for a bit, I can tell you that just in general, not just USL, but MLS, especially MLS, actually, a first-year team loses – millions of dollars the first few years. And by loses, it means that it's basically investing money and not getting it back. So it takes a couple of years minimum for a club to start making some money. Uh and if you really think about it, I mean it goes into players, it goes into starting to actually build your merchandising, your marketing, all of that. This is something that loses staff. You lose a lot of money as a club. So you know it just goes to show the kind of backing that our club has. our owner is just fantastic, and he's the reason that we are going to survive for many, many years to come um I'm just excited to have uh a v you know on our side because truly he he means what he says um and I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but he did direct message me and uh, kind of reached out and said hey man i'm I'm here for you." And I'm sorry, you know, what's going on with you and your family. Like he's actually involved, you know, so that means a lot uh, just in itself. That's you're not going to get an owner doing that, you know, Uh, and you think
2: about the best franchises and across all sports in all America. And I don't want to make this too big to move on. But the point goes, you know, everything starts at the top. Everything starts at the top. You you talk about how how well LAFC has done. Ooh, and the foundation in their
0: because uh, you hold on. I'm sorry that I interrupt you, but I have to also mention Larry Freeman also reached out from LAFC, oh. direct messaged me and said, Hey, man, I'm sorry that this is happening to you. Same thing, so you see how important that is, right? I'm trying to help you make your point, but go ahead. No,
2: no you just it's it all starts at the top, it trickles down, right? You, an owner and, and the chairperson, everything is a top-down approach. You know, if he has the right attitude, if he has the right care and the right approach saying, we'll spend when we need to spend and we'll save when we need to save, um, that matters. And you can see that from Major League Baseball with the current Padres ownership. I, I keep referencing the Padres. But you, you, you see that there versus, a, say, an old San Diego football team that moved north. That owner cared nothing about the community and cared nothing about anything but the bottom line. And now look where they are um so it, it all it all starts at the top it really does and so big 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 shouts to andrew
0: yeah drew did you have any thoughts on that no
1: just and i i gave av some love before i said we're so blessed to have him and yeah, i'd say, true. Uh, as i said the whole coalition him warren the whole group uh, yep. of of people that are driving the the you know ethos decisions of the club uh you know there's all, all of the executive team as well as uh, the people that have invested physical money as well as time into this is is impressive and it's a very cool group of people uh to hang out with that hopefully we can hang out with more in person but speaking of which um i would say the 21 season is happening they told us it's happening they're signing players so hey, you know, that's happening. Actually, so, I was, it, I was gonna it say, usually happens in March. This is,
0: thank you for the thank you for the segue because I was literally going to say, Drew, I'm going to give you the honor, or I mean, however, depends on how you view it, of uh kind of reporting <laughs> to our listeners. Make, what I'll we've heard it. about the 2021 season. So, I need to go and refill, so I'm gonna <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and just let you <laughs> take care of that. So for.
1: it's normally starting in March when it's a little chillier out uh normally we were wearing jackets right in february and march ramping up to the games this year we will probably hopefully not be wearing jackets um you know possibly we'll see it gets chilly at night right um but if we are going to games uh, most likely in the first few weeks it will be in may um you know may 1st is the tentative date i believe grant wall sent that out um that, that they're looking at and that's that's tentative it's very tentative Uh, it's all month by month it feels like with pretty much anything here that you're gonna have to check in monthly and see there will probably be some sort of status update of hey here's more where we're circling it's the second week of may or the first week in may Um, or anything like that i think a lot has to do with again vaccinations uh, as well as just california state code local code county code Um, all of those different things have to fall in place to be able to have people into a stadium The governor has already said in 21 he would be more lenient but obviously we didn't think it would get as bad as it has um so that was all before this and uh we will see but it could also be a world different in three months as it was three months ago so it is just one of those things to keep in mind is month by month and right now i would tell you to bet on the over uh if i was a betting person i'm not typically good at that so uh, i'll leave that to the professionals um but jimmy or drew the drew the greek yeah i'm not i'm not a greek so i guess that doesn't work but um yeah it's uh for me i would say somewhere in may possibly june um but hopefully in may we we have that start date and maybe we have it here in california maybe they start on the road and then they come home um a little bit you know within a few weeks so any any combination that would be great if we get to go to games but um you know i'm not holding my breath i'm preparing for the worst but at the same time what we're being told is that that it's not going to happen in March, but we hope that it does happen, and we hope that it happens somewhere in that May, June-ish period, and, and we get kicking off and watching some loyal uh, soccer on the on the pitch again um, here at Torero, and uh, the club's got a couple ideas on that, but it seems like everything again is very tentative. But that is the the period in which. What do you guys think?
0: Oh, I yeah. came in at the wrong time. What are you guys talking about? I just heard the period. What are you? Uh, yeah. Oh, when we're coming back? Sorry, go ahead. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, everything we've heard is May. Um, Drew reported. Drew said, you know how Grant Wall reported. When Grant Wall says something, it's basically truth. Um, USL, the league itself, hasn't come out with anything specifically or anything formal or official, especially regarding a, um, a schedule. I know at this point last year we were clamoring for a schedule still, um, and we, I think we just got it just about this time. So I, I'm hopeful for May, um, but I wouldn't say I'm optimistic, Um, given the California, you know how much more strict California has been versus other um, states. I wouldn't be optimistic that we're going to be, you know, safe fans in the stands right away, Um, especially given how much things are still spiking. Things are still so bad. Um, I, I, I'm focused on the health of our members, our the health of. Our community. Um, we'll see. I, I just don't know. I don't, San Diego Loyal doesn't know. USL doesn't know. Nobody really knows how things are going to be in the next few months. Um, vaccination rollouts, if, if those become more widely available, um, who knows? Who knows? With, you know, maybe 10% capacity, 25% capacity. I think the club would be open to really anything that the governor would allow them to be. Um and I know the governor has given um, guidelines for what it would take to get fans in stands. And that's more dependent on the, again, the community and the public health of, of the community itself. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm, uh, We're gearing up. We're going to gear up for uh, the same kind of season and the same um, kind of start like we had last year where we can, can be in the stands. Um, obviously not at the same capacity, but we have to, Internally, as, as the locals' supporters group and in leadership, we have to plan for everything, and we will certainly be doing that.
0: Absolutely. And uh, one thing I wanted to mention I mean, I always try to take the more positive approach, right? And if you're thinking about it, worst case scenario really is we just don't play. Uh, the second worst case scenario after that would be uh, what's happening with the San Diego Soccerers, who are actually playing in a league that is still not really sure what they're doing. Um, they're charging on yeah. Facebook uh, to watch games like seven ninety nine or whatever it is. Like pay-per-view um, fights. Pay-per-view. And I, I hate it. It's the worst. The Soccers are not going to play a single home match this season. Um, they're playing them all in like three different cities. And if you want more information on that, please go and check out uh, Soccer's Overtime with myself and Uh, with my boss Craig Elston go and check that out Uh, he's not really my boss because he's not paying me Uh, so I just (laughs) wanted to say that uh, you know it could be it could be worse it could be worse it just it's it sucks right now for the Sockers and and I'm going to support them as much as I possibly can and as you all should Mm -hmm. because this is a storied team this is a team with history in our city and it just sucks to see that the league because it's not just the Sockers the Sockers are going to be okay you know, um, Silvaggio, their owner is is a fantastic man who understands this and knows the history. He's got of this. a long term plan. Yeah, and
1: he's he's doing good, but it's it's a sad state of affairs okay. for sure it's in MISL sad. from from where it's been. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> what what the league stands for and what the soccer stands for. The soccer has helped craft indoor soccer. If if you're not aware, I mean, go back and look at the history. But they really. Did I mean there was other teams that created it, but the soccer's defined it for for pretty much you know most of the major leagues that have existed. So it's really sad to see the state of the league is usually the state of the soccer's. Um, not always, but they can kind of help define the the top end of what the league looks like. And so right now it does it does seem like it's very hard to engage with, right, Jerry? It's like just so hard to jump in and find hooks for people to say, hey, here's a reason to be excited or or want to get in. So. The the good news is there's going to be games played, but I do I will say yeah, as you said, it's the second worst case scenario is that, but you still get games, you still get to watch your team, you still get to watch your players, and you can still support them, however you can in this case on Facebook, and uh, yeah. paying to get into matches there. But it's with our team, I think again, probably our scenario is playing like they did last year, um, in some some capacity for the first few matches, and then opening it up from there. Uh, I think the team has said stuff like they'd like to get the existing season ticket holders in first. Um, and then bring in other people as well, which makes sense, right? Uh, you, wouldn't, <laughs> you would want to bring in the people who have already purchased tickets and then the people who haven't uh, after that. So um, we'll see how that looks. Maybe it's a lottery. Who knows? Who literally knows, as we said. So um, I'm just planning for the unexpected. Uh, maybe aliens will be in our supporters section <laughs> by the time we get to the season uh, at the rate we're going here. So uh, for me, it's kind of, uh, as Jerry said, being positive about it and uh, finding the wonder. Uh, in in this unprecedented time that yeah. we live in.
0: Can we do like a virtual reality thing where we're like there but not really there? That would be pretty cool too. We can do a virtual uh,
1: insanity like Jamiroquai.
0: Oh, there you go. Um, oh, Jamiro- dude, I don't insanity. like Jamiroquai. He, he broke into the Capitol on Wednesday. Um, May 1st uh, is what we're hoping for, right? Like, I mean May. Yeah. Sometime in May. I don't necessarily say yeah. May 1st, but sometime in May. Um, I think that's around the time that we're going to get the uh, local the locals branded hazmat suits too, which is perfect, <laughs> um, and that's what we're hoping Final. for. I mean, even if we have to do that, right? It doesn't matter. Even you may not be able to Wuhan, hear.
1: That was a bad choice.
0: We're not gonna <laughs> be able to. Maybe you won't hear us chanting through the helmets, but <laughs> it's still going <laughs> to be. That. It's, it's going to be safe. Uh, I promise. And 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 trying to kind of get everybody in the stands, and making sure that honestly we do that as soon as possible um, i want i want to feel like i'm still a part of this community i hope you know that we're doing an okay job i know it's been a little tough the last few but drew i, I kind of want you as the vice president to explain to our listeners how they can feel like they're a part of the conversation how they can you know get more involved
1: yeah, we were just saying it's 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 hard to do that with certain uh, things going on in town and certain uh, properties that are out there. But with, with the locals here and with what we're doing, uh, it's actually pretty simple. There's there's a few different ways that you can reach out to any one of us. So Is just DMing any one of us, myself, Jerry or Steve. Uh, we're always very open to just chatting to anybody if you're not comfortable throwing a open reply to us. Um, we're always here for that. But the way to interact with kind of our larger membership at this point, if you are a member... Uh, is to join our members-only Discord, and this is a way for you to be able to bubble up your thoughts. It's a space. It's a safe space, if you will. Um, you know, not so safe uh, if you are possibly being intolerant, uh, as we are not tolerant of intolerance. Um, but otherwise, it's a safe space to, uh, you know, throw your ideas out there. It's a very positive space, I'll say that, uh, unless you're talking about Arsenal and I see it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. It's It's jovial. Uh, but our Discord is what I'm talking about, and Discord is a chat server, so it's an application that you can download on your phone, on your uh, computer, wherever, uh, and it's a, it's a website as well. Uh, but it's a, a server, so it's just a space that we can create little chat rooms. We you know have one that's just a general lounge. We have one for game days, uh, one that if you want to come up with some songs and then throw them out there and get some ideas flowing back and forth between you and some other people. Uh, You can do that kind of stuff as well. So that's what our Discord's about. If you DM us or email us um, via our website, we will be more than happy to respond with that Discord link, Uh, just being able to prove that you're a member. uh, Usually a member number helps uh, if you haven't messaged us before. Um, But usually we can look you up and say, hey, yeah, I see your email here, or hey, I see your name here in the list. So um, just to be able to make sure, and then we'll add you to the Discord server, send you the link, Um, and it's just, again, download the app, click on it. It's that simple. It's pretty easy. And then you're in and chatting to people um, like it's AOL and it's 1998. That's a, the a cool yeah, thing. But I
0: was going to mention also that there is a way to get uh, also involved in the conversation without necessarily having to be a member. Discord is the best way. If you're a member, yeah. this is one of those privileges that you get. However, we do have a Facebook page as well. So make sure that you check that out. We have a group where you can go join. And you as long check as because you... I won't. Yeah. Go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, Facebook has been active with a lot of members recently, so make sure that you go and check that out. Um, it, it's just another way to keep connected. Uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, all that good stuff. We're still figuring out memberships, by the way, so um, we're not too sure how that's gonna look, but more information will come soon, I am sure. We're um, working behind the scenes. Yes, just what, a lot we of work.
2: Know that we are. You know, twenty twenty one this season for San is very uncertain, but. We're working behind the scenes to see what memberships are going to look like you know what your benefits are
0: it has to um, do with how the league with the league and the, the team and everything's being decided right what the season is going right. to actually yeah. look like because
1: well, well, why do you take dues right you take dues to, to do something with them right Steve right. so if we can't right. do anything with it dues are to do something
0: back- with. Right.
1: So it's like, that's where you want to set that at that price that kind of, you know, how we feel like we can provide to you and what we can do. And maybe there's other things we can roll in there that we feel confident about. But that's conversations we're constantly having is trying to figure that out, as we said, month by month here. But by the end of the month, I think, Steve, we we should have a better idea of kind of where we're at.
2: Yeah, we just feel like the 2020, you know, membership, we promised so much because we had no idea COVID was coming. And then COVID came and stomped on all of our dreams, right? So we want to talk internally within leadership about how to define what a membership is like, especially with su- such un- uncertain times. So much of a, you know, supporters group membership traditionally is you know saying you get this benefit and that benefit and you get this and that, but we don't know what we're going to be able to get this season. We we have no idea what it's going to look like. How long is this pandemic going to roll into the 2021 USL championship season? And how long is, is it going to roll into, you know, affecting people's ability to go to the stands. What if, you know, we promise discounted tickets, but, you know, they limit it to 10, you know, 10% capacity. um, Then not everybody can go. So we, we just need to talk internally and kind of see what makes sense and maybe even perhaps talk in the discord. So if you want to join the conversation, please um, reach out to us. Um, I know we've sent links in the past to your emails. We promise you are getting those emails. (laughs) We can see that they are received in your inboxes. Check all your spam folders, um, all that stuff. Gmail and other um, web services have a way of hiding emails from you. So (laughs) please uh, check all your folders from the past. Um, We haven't sent them in a while, but those Discord invites are there.
0: Yeah, if you're getting calls and it says, Hey, are you a member of the Locals?" Yes, your insurance payments are almost over uh, on your vehicle from <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I yeah. hate those calls. You want a vacation. You're not going to get a call like that from us. It's on your emails. No. Check your email. All right. We're,
1: we're very non invasive, but we're here when you want it. And then again, if you join any of the spaces where we're here to roll with you, whether it's Facebook, Discord, or whatever your du jour is, um, so, I mean, that's really that. I, I will say there's other ideas percolating. Locals TV, locals TV, ideas out there. Yes. Things we'll see that might come up in 2021, but that's that's like three future episodes. You know, probably three hours worth of content. Yeah. So, yeah, the um, I don't know, man. What the thing I was thinking about today that I thought was kind of funny was where were we last year today? Right, the last week has been crazy, but where were we last year, January twelfth, twenty twenty?
0: Ooh, you know what? Here. Let's le- let's let the listeners think about that right now. Where were you? In January twelfth, twenty twenty? January thirteenth? Fourteenth or fifteenth? Hopefully you're not going further than that to listen to this. But uh if you are, sixteenth, seventeenth, whatever. Think about where you were. We'll get back to that. I feel like we need to get into Twitter questions real quick before we call it a night. We're gonna like fly through these real quick and then get back to where we were that day. Sound fair? That's how we'll end it, because that's a really good ending point. Um, okay. All right, let's do this. I, I recently asked for some questions on Twitter. Uh, I probably might do that once in a while. Um, some of these are really, really good. So, here we go. Thomas Blick asked, when will the director of stadium operations for the locals be on? Who is Thomas Blick?
2: Who is the director of stadium operations? Do we even have We him? don't have a stadium. Yeah, like... <laughs> we, no, we got you on soon. We, we We got you back, all right?
1: i I told tom that dcl got uh, got benched today by by everton he had a hamstring injury or something he's on my fantasy team i was like that cost you two weeks man we're pushing you back
0: because yeah
1: yeah but uh tom we love you we will have you on soon we want to talk about stuff that is relevant and even if we don't have stuff that's relevant we want to have you on so it'll be soon we just got to get through as we said maybe loyal select i would say uh talk a little bit about that, and then maybe talk about what we would do if we had a stadium. There
0: you go. For sure. And I really want to ask him how he managed to get into those pants, uh, the picture that he's wearing (laughs) on his uh, profile on Twitter. uh, (laughs) I believe that was uh, at a wedding. So, cool. Uh, Let's see. Eric, who do you think Loyal's rivals are going into 2021, and why is the correct answer Phoenix? Uh, Yes. Okay, next one. (laughs) <laughs> sorry anybody want to add anything to that Yeah, I mean
2: Oakland I don't think we had a fair shot at defining a rival in 2020 no. it comes organically through even years and years and years of games but mostly comes from the fans Um, say you know them traveling here us traveling away and not in like a hatred violence you know big deal kind of thing but just, just kind of an organic feel you know kind of a vibe thing you get and uh, there's no way we got that if if there was one, I would say Phoenix, just because they provided the stiffest, you know, competition. We did go to Phoenix and we did take some points away, um, especially when they were the you know vaunted Phoenix Phoenix Rising, and, and we did so well against them. So that would be my like gut, but at the same time, it's just not a fair. I refuse to slap a rival label on something that doesn't what did come naturally. Yeah,
0: agreed. Uh, from cool soccer, soccer cool at. Cool, Kate. Oh, you know he's cool. It's K E W L soccer, S O C R. It's not kill. even spelled out properly. Kill, right. kill, kill. Who will be do- who will be doing this podcast this year? Uh, the three of us. Tom Blake. Tom Blake <laughs> will be <on> a <laughs> world class guest. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. We will. Uh, will we have an official loyal bar for games? Uh, all of the above. All of them.
1: Hopefully. Yeah, we, yeah anyone's bar in anyone's house. We, first, all over San I mean, our Spaceman, first, our Space first Man away game, we had
2: a couple of watch parties all around the county from our partners. So yeah, I'd say th- those could continue as, you know, everything permits. Again, we have no idea what this year will bring us.
0: I would, I would yeah, recommend... I would
2: say if, we, if we had the ability... Oh, sorry, Jerry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, uh, I would recommend loyal look into... Creating a partnership with all the possible bars that want to show the games and and building a pipe around around anywhere
1: time. stones on tap, which is pretty much everywhere. There you go. There you go. So yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I think pieces. more spread out places is probably better if we can go to places. Yeah. Um, than one central place, just from what I gather in terms of mixing of peoples. Um, you know, keeping up by neighborhoods and stuff so we're, we're more leaning towards that as we can get more back to places so just know that but we'll see it's six months could be totally different sorry Jerry go ahead
0: yeah go no R- Romel said uh, it's a tad far for me but I'm nominating three punk else and then three punk actually said we're up for the test let's get after it so there you go Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. we may, may have a
1: we can go there before the uh youth matches, the select matches, Ooh, take a little before trolley, we... hire a little uh trolley, take that over, and
0: before heading over to East League. nice did, but
2: shouts again to Three Punks because they're not just an incredible brewery, they are also big soccer fans. Um, yes, the Manchester United supporter, but. Also, shouts to Carl, one of our but? own in leadership, um, a Swansea supporter, and those guys at Three Punk open at four a.m. for Carl and his few buddies to watch Swansea as they, you know, play in the championship or League One. They open for just one. Carl, sometimes, to be honest, yeah, it's pretty amazing. There's 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 a lot of dedication and love there for for soccer. Yeah. Shouts to them again.
0: Uh, Eric, Swan. Eric I asked a whole bunch of questions. Eric. David Wilk, Eric D. Wilk on uh, Twitter. Any idea when the USL championship season will start? Yes, we touched on that. Are they waiting for fans to be allowed at most venues? Yeah, it's still kind of up in the air. So uh, I think we touched on that. So let's move on to uh, any new signings on the horizon. They better be, especially with Kempen signing with DC United. Yes, I know. We need That's, a keeper. We need a keeper. Yeah. <sighs> I'm still hoping. Tim Howard's
1: not doing much these days. I'm just kidding. Yeah, he is, I'm dude.
0: Is he playing for the team that he owns now? And like,
1: I don't know if he's still playing for him. I think he he retired, re-retired mid-season or know, something I mean, like he's that. He's a it part went, of it a kind of, wrecked, but he's he's a front office guy now. He's doing uh, seems like he's doing some fun stuff in Memphis. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. As you said, Austin Guerrero's around, but we'll see kind of what the uh, the options are.
0: Nate Wiggins and Wiggins Eleven says not a question, but I just want you all to know that I miss you. Oh,
2: I miss you too. Man. I miss you too. Big shout
0: out, Beth. Love you. Uh, Eric, again, he said, how cool is the academy, huh? huh? Dude, yes. Well, it's not an academy, by the way. Uh, this, it's a good opportunity to say it. it's not an academy. You guys don't look yeah, at it as not, an academy. It's an
1: academy that's not an academy.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's, it's, yeah. it's play in an academy non, league. It's a non-academy not. academy. Mm-hmm. It's
1: no. like a it's like Ricardo's a probably going to be like, school. no,
0: don't even call it that. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Don't say
0: the word. Henry. Jerry, what
2: is your favorite beer to drink while watching a soccer game? Luis Freire.
0: Oh, thank you. You pull the. Uh, while watching a soccer game, mm. favorite beer to drink.
1: What about while watching a football match? Is it different?
0: <sighs> yeah, is it different? I watch. Uh, I drink uh, Pacificos during football games. Yeah. Um, just because I can, you know, it's a session. It's a session yeah. IPA. Is what yep. I would do. do. Any session two. IPA for a I'd soccer game? Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> it, it, dude. I prefer honestly. I like the. I like IPAs. So, for me, if I'm watching a soccer game, I'm. I, it's gonna sound dumb, but I honestly, I I really like my Stone IPAs. Like mm-hmm. I really do.
2: Yeah. So there's yeah. that. Depends. If I'm in the stadium, like something light, something that goes down easy, but uh, something at home, yeah, give me an IPA. You
1: go,
0: Drew. What do you drink?
2: um
1: It depends. So if it's it's Spurs, then I'll drink something that's you know like a Spurcy? more British, yeah. Well, the it's that it has a bitter finish. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah, bitter. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but In a bottle, always. uh But yeah, it's no for me. It's it's mostly IPAs. As you said, Stone IPAs are great because they really are kind of that that middle mix. There's some that are are heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can kind of range up or down. You can maybe hit start with like a fear movie, lions, and that's your first half, and you're like, oh. I, <laughs> I, you know, I just also guys.
0: really enjoy that the ABV goals. on the Stone IPA is six point nine. Jerry,
2: Jerry, you right. got to pull that. You got to pull that nice. that audio of Drew going, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> good Oh, that was perfect. Tim Allen uh, grunt. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what about this? What about any pregame rituals? Any pregame rituals, and or do you think soccer's fans are as superstitious like baseball fans
0: are. Ooh, even more so. No, 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 no. Actually, you know what? No, I take that back. I take that back because uh, it just hit me that baseball is like the most superstitious sport. For sure, by I, far. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that back. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, was...
2: I, am, I am not a superstitious person, not not by any means. Um, so I would say my pregame ritual would be several beers.
0: Yep, same here. <laughs> I have
1: the right underwear Yep. for the day. Yeah. That decision, either pregame if you shower like pregame or the morning of. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's the right call is uh, getting the right underwear. You know
0: yeah. what you know what I call it, uh, Stephen? What we do because I I the underwear thing is cool. Um, I also have like a jersey thing that I do but I'd rather not share that uh because I'm superstitious of the fact that if I share that it's not it's, <laughs> uh but <laughs> if we're talking about thing,
1: uh you're not going to tell people uh, two years later you played with your college shorts for years.
0: Yeah, yeah, no no it's a, a pre-game um uh what's the word that I was looking for and I just lost it. Ceremony? I I don't know. I'm, I I can't bring today has, has the dumb. Uh sacrament? No. Uh pregame cleansing is what I would call it. Cleansing. That's what i uh with beer. With beer. That's what it is. Uh and and we have one more question. Uh Romel. He said, uh, why haven't you sent me Loyal Locals beer? Because there isn't any yet.
1: We gotta dream it up first. Dun, dun, dun.
0: Wait, what That's... What? Uh I know I need to put the I need to put that audio in here. Dun, dun, dun. Like what that what is it? Like a what is it, a squirrel? Is that what it is? That it? Doon, doon, doon. You're thinking of the, the dun, dun, dun yeah, yeah. Yes. The dramatic oh, dramatic. I wasn't even doing the audio right. That's what it is. Dun-dun-dun. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Hopefully there's... Travis, a... we need a dramatic bum. We need a dramatic bum. <laughs> uh, there's a definitely, definitely, if... if I don't want to tease it too much because it it's still not 100%, but I really want a loyal locals beer, Romel. Next episode, Jerry. Next. I think we all want a loyal locals beer, so we're working on that, I promise. Yeah. We'll make it happen. I, I someday, some year. Maybe not this one, maybe next one. I don't know. We'll see. Soon. Um let's Soon go back. Relative. Let's go back, Drew, because you had a good question. So let's just wrap oh, it yeah. up, man. So I and actually
1: we... found out. I went back in my pictures. Oh. I found out where we were.
0: Oh shoot. Hold on. Let we me... were. Time hop. Here we come. Go for it. Where Do were you? You guys
1: we? remember. Do you know what was going on January twelfth, twenty twenty?
0: Oh, now you're gonna put us on the spot. Hold on, time up. Hold on, give me a second. Um, while I sip on this, well, there's a picture of my Wi-Fi password. Um, picture of my kid. There's an ad. You're not helping me, Steve. Oh, were we recording an episode at all Steve's of us, house? Anyone listening
1: right now can go back and listen to the uh, the time capsule episode. Oh, this the the episode.
2: episode. This is the
0: tequila
1: yeah. episode. The tequila episode with Tom and oh my uh, that's what we we're doing. We were recording the tequila episode at Steve's uh, baby shower for Bryce. So uh, I'm
0: kind of sad you didn't say that to us, Drew, because I would have totally went and purchased tequila. It was PB
1: pre Bryce. <sighs> it but, was. Uh, PB. Guys. Yeah, Bryce. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were surrounded by a table full of tequila. Oh my and god! Tom telling stories. That <laughs> and episode I have of ripped jeans, and I looked pretty fit. Like my my face just looks very unhappy in this picture. We were having a good time, and Jerry's laughing, and Tom's talking. I'm like, oh yeah, but it's a fun picture.
0: Oh yeah what what episode did we end up releasing that for? Because we held on to it for a little oh. bit. Because we were like, yo, we were messed up for that episode. But- <laughs> We
1: need to get some credibility before we release this episode. Well, not only not that, much, but also, I mean,
0: shout out, shout out to uh, Tom, the, the, the Tom to my Jerry. He uh, <laughs> was doing a little bit of like this where the like, audio was kind of a little bit all over the place. You see that? Like he was going swimming with he, the mic. He's not used to, yeah, he's not used to a, a microphone in his face.
1: We're going to get him a Britney Spears, you know, boy band wraparound microphone <laughs> next time. <laughs> to his yes. Head. Yes.
0: That way he
2: can't move. Love you Tom. We love you, Tom. We give you <laughs> We give you crap because we love you.
1: Yes. No, because we want to hear your stories. They're awesome. That's, that's the thing. We love you. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> and that's it. That's gonna do it. That's Ready. gonna do it for us. I feel like we've gone long enough. It's an hour and a half now.
1: <sighs> it was episode zero zero three, but it was released ninth. So it was after between episodes eight and nine. Thank you. Is, uh, Go and check it out. Between eight and nine three <laughs> drink.
0: Go and check it out. Uh definitely worth your uh worth your mm-hmm. while. And uh yeah, if you have any recommendations for this podcast, please, please send them to us directly. Um, either to the locals or to Drew or to Steve. Don't send anything to me. Um <laughs> also we must ask you if you like what we are doing, please go ahead and uh subscribe and also leave us a review on uh on itunes because it helps us out i don't think there's very many uh you know locals podcasts out there if you type in locals there's not a lot so that's kind of cool however it does help us show up for the loyal um and so please give us a review uh make it five stars if it's not five stars and you don't feel like we deserve five stars tell us why and we will change it how cool is that we can do
2: that earn your five stars that's right we will earn
0: it I um, make a five stars. Also, we're a supporters group, and we really don't care. No, but anyways, this is, this podcast is really just to get you guys hopefully feeling like this year that just happened, uh, you know, it, hopefully we're bringing some sort of smile to your face, making you feel like you're still a part of this community because you very much are, and we're trying to keep this all together. We all feel very, very distant. However, I love you all. Um, we're any still final... here and
1: we're here because you're here Yes, you're here listening so we're here and we'll keep being here while you're here and you know, don't feel like you're ever alone so it's been hard it's it's definitely been a number of months and a lot of people are feeling that too right now so just know we're always here to talk and anybody's here to talk uh, if you're just like hey I just want to talk to somebody but I don't even want to talk about SG stuff I just need to reach out and you guys are nice voices and I Drew. like listening to you guys
0: <laughs> yeah. we're always here to talk Yes, and everybody knows they love my voice love uh, Drew all. I actually uh, I'm gonna, uh, since I'm Jerry uh, I will do my final thoughts last drew you go final thoughts where that, that was
1: go? it my, my thing was the whole like what were we doing a year ago pre-covid pre-bryce pre pre-season um it was a different world we were the we had the world was our oyster we were gonna play a full season you know it's just so funny to see uh, where we were at but um i think ultimately we have built something here that's felt like multiple years because that's what it felt like but uh I, i'm excited to see where this year goes um, and maybe feels like another decade, uh, possibly. But um, I, I think that it's going to be a pretty exciting one because we'll be moving forward and moving up um, throughout the year. So I'm, I'm excited for that.
0: Yep. Yeah, Stephen. Yeah,
2: I mean, almost echoing the same. The same. We had no clue last year what the season would bring, um, and the season was weird, right? We we weren't there, but at the same time, um, the club really identified who they are as a as a club. You know, from the start, um, coming up, coming back, obviously, as they, you know, as the season ended, um, they they took a stand even without us there. like it, and it really solidified my connection to this club um, by taking a stance in social justice issues. Um, so I look forward to this season. Who knows what this season's gonna bring? Who knows what this season's gonna um, gonna add to the San Diego loyal story and the local story. Um, I have, I have no clue. There's just so much uncertainty right now. I can look forward. I have optimism. Um, I have cautious optimism, but ultimately, um, I'm excited for what's to come and I'm excited to continue working and building this thing, um, as your president and as, um, as somebody who's just willing to continue working hard building this. So I can't wait to see you all again. Um, I miss you and, uh, please reach out, um, We're doing what we can here. so Jerry?
0: 2021 is here, guys. And if I can say anything, I'm looking forward to many beers with all of you. I'm looking forward to many purchases of merch, new merch from the locals and from Loyal. I'm looking forward to lots of food from our stadium and from our own backyards when we can hang out with each other. I'm looking forward to just... Being able to hang out with all of you, yes, general. And I'm also looking forward to being able to stream this show very soon, um, because I'm looking forward to a haircut. Uh, our our buddy Steven over here is looking like he's about to uh, break into uh, the Capitol and steal the uh, Declaration hey, whoa, of Independence, um, because he's looking like Keanu Reeves it's, in it's uh, in, the, in it's Speed. In the, it's not in the Capitol. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: he also looks kinda, he's kind you of. We going to let me finish. I wasn't. Impossible too, though, because it's kind of in between. Like he, he looks Ooh, like he's that's... also about to get on a motorcycle and fly by some doves. So. I've been
2: called Ashton Kutcher, so I'll take that one.
1: It looks Kutchery, but yeah, it looks like it's the it's like the cruise, mm. like almost like male Bob
0: mm. kind of like look
1: <laughs> from like the, mm.
0: that
1: made it seem really that's
0: not defensive. cool. But like, it's, I'm, it's, I'm gonna say Obi Wan. I'm gonna say Obi Wan Kenobi. But oh young, yeah, that's young Obi Wan. Young Obi-Wan. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Obi-Wan
1: as the um as the Jedi Knight I'll with I'll the look paddle look. on. All right. Not quite Jedi Master. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Episode um, two, Obi-Wan. So, anyways, from <laughs> Drew, from <laughs> Stephen, and uh uh you know, Senator Babatine. Is, is that what we're calling? <laughs> it? Uh Papa Papi, Babi. Uh Not no good. Here we go. Let me let me let me try that again. Uh that's it for us. Twenty twenty one is here. Uh we are gonna be doing this a lot more often, I promise. Please uh let us know what you wanna hear from us. Hopefully we'll be very soon with a uh you know, a guest again. And hopefully we'll be back streaming soon. It's just it's been tough. All right. So the fact that we're doing this for y'all, y, y- you're welcome. All you are welcome alright What can I say? But hey. You're welcome. Uh, on behalf of True Stack and Steven Brokoff, my name is Jerry Jimenez. We'll talk to you all very soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.